Hey, welcome to episode 169 of Amen Brother Ben, the podcast that keeps you focused on God and acting like Jesus. Thank you so much for listening. We've been handling some of the kind of weird little tidbits of truth that get perverted into things that are not Christian. They are not gospel. And I want to talk today uh, about how you're, uh, I can't believe I'm going to have to say this, but let me make sure that you understand. You are not God. Again, you wouldn't think that I would have to say that, but when I don't make that clear, all sorts of things run rampant. When we as a church don't make things super clear, it's amazing the hubris, the pride, the arrogance that lies within the human heart that would manufacture such evil and, and insane ideas like, like you're God, like you're God's. You're, you are gods with a little G. That is uh, a belief that crops up in a lot of churches with a churches with a cross on their wall with the, all the right words and they say the right things and they have Bibles in their pews. And yet somehow they have given into this absolute lunacy, this heresy that is that you are a God with a little G. That's something that a lot of these prosperity and new age word faith pastors are teaching actively. I've heard it from the mouth of Creflo Dollar. I've heard it from the mouth of Jesse Duplantis. I've heard it from the mouth of Kenneth Copeland. Uh, I've heard it from the mouth of Bill Johnson and, and Bethel. Um, I've heard it from, I don't want to, on the verge of hearing it from Stephen Furtick at Elevation Church. I'm not quite I'm not quite ready to call him a heretic in that. Um, I know he's very popular, and it's not because of that that I'm I'm, ca I'm cautious. I just I want to make sure I understand what he teaches a little bit more before I go around. But he he's said some things. I've heard some things with a decent amount of context that makes me think that he is dabbling really. He's tiptoeing the line uh, of his mentor T D Jakes, which is another one of the false teachers uh, that says that. Because you are made in the image of God, which is what uh, Genesis one twenty seven says, it says in God's image and His likeness He created man and woman. And so we've taken like I remember Creflo Dollar talking about how well you know if two cats create something, it's a cat, and two dogs get together, they create a dog. If a camel and a camel, you know, mate, they have camp. So if the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, if God creates something in his likeness then and that must be mean that we're gods too that's not how that works god did not create gods with a little g he created human beings people with a likeness of god but as, as anybody can tell you a reflection of you is not you it's it's that simple you can go especially go into a house of mirrors you know you know, silly things that you see at, at festivals and fairs where you go in and, and you've got like one mirror that makes you really fat and short and one mirror that makes you really skinny, one mirror that makes your head big, like, you know, like the Instagram filter, or the Snapchat filters do nowadays. Those mirrors are not you. They are a reflection of you. And that's why God is saying this reflection of me is not 
me. And so, again, I you wouldn't think you'd have to tell Christians this, but you ain't him. You ain't a God. You are not, you are not a, even a God with a little g, right? And that is born out of this desire for us to be God. That is baked into the original sin. If you go back to Genesis and you and you study um, and think about the heart behind what made Adam and Eve disobey God, I've heard this story preached absolutely you know what backwards uh, by a, a progressive Christian, which I'm going to talk about this weekend in the upcoming sermon. But in in the story of the fall of mankind, this is what get, got them. It wasn't that the fruit looked yummy in the tree of life. It wasn't that they there was no other options there, but what what the temptation was was you will be like God, right? The 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 devil's like listen, the serpent you know playing the role of of the accuser as he always does says, listen, God just don't want you to eat from that tree because you'll be like him, and Adam and Eve are like oh word. I don't know if they said a word, but yes, the Suggsian translation. A word? Well, I want some of that. And that is what, that is the the original sin. And so it shouldn't be surprising to us that, uh, that the original sin is still kicking around here, even in the church. And people will misquote uh, verses. Like there's one kind of confusing verse in, in John chapter 10, where the Pharisees are accusing Jesus, they're mad at him for calling himself the son of God, right? And and again, this is, sometimes it's hard to understand the translations between languages and stuff, and we do our best to get it right. And I, and I do believe that God gives the wisdom to make sure that we, that there is a, a right answer out there. Um, but Jesus replied in verse 34, it's written in your own scriptures, he's referring to Psalm 82, that God said to certain leaders of the people, I say, you are God's. And you know that the scriptures cannot be altered. So if people who received God's message were called gods with a little g, why do you call it blasphemy when I say I am the son of God? So Jesus is fighting a whole different battle there, right? Where he's he's trying to state his, his position on who he is. But let's go back to Psalm 82 and read that real quick. This is a psalm, not of David, but of Asaph. And it says, God presides over heaven's courts. He pronounces judgment on the heavenly beings. How long will you hand down just unjust decisions by favoring the wicked? So he's talking to judges, uh, government, that in the, especially in uh, Old Testament Israel, it was what's called a theocracy. It was a, it was a government that, that the head of it was God, and they were tasked with speaking on behalf of God. And, and verse 3 says, give justice to the poor and the orphan, uphold the rights of the oppressed and the destitute, rescue the poor and the helpless, deliver them from the grasp of evil people. And it says in verse 5, but the oppressors know nothing. They're so ignorant. They wander around in darkness while the whole world is shaken to the core. I say, you are gods. You are children of the Most High. All right, so boom. There it is. I told you, Ben, you're wrong. It says we're gods. What does the next, next, absolute next verse say? But you will die like mere mortals and fall like every other ruler. Rise up, O God, and judge the earth, for all the nations belong to you. You see, we, we merely borrow at times the authority of God. 
but it's it it always turns out that it's God who is the one to judge. It's God who is to create. It's God the, that gets to decide. And and so when you're dealing with someone who thinks that they are basically a god, no wonder they can say to you, uh, "I'm going to pray for your healing, and you will be healed," or "God told me this, and you need to listen to it." Right? That that level of I don't even know you from Adam and not know you from a hole in the ground, but they can tell you what God told them. That's because they're believing in this arrogant, uh, but, but tempting lie that the serpent, the accuser has been running on our people running on us since day one. The sooner you realize you are not God, you are broken, sinful, and incomplete the sooner you'll realize you need him. That's why it's important. Because if you think that you've got some special privilege just being created, then of course you a God deserves heaven. A God deserves all the good things that life can offer. When you don't get it, well, well then that must mean something is wrong. And And gods aren't sinful, are they? So why would we need Jesus to die for our sins? This is why it's important. You're not a God, but you do need the real God and his son who made a way to him.